Good day to you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Resurrection Sunday. He's alive. Luke 24. I am blessed to give you a message here this day on For God's Glory Alone Ministries. It'll be five years this August that God formed For God's Glory Alone Ministries. I'm so ever grateful where God has placed me at this time. Today I get to deliver you a Resurrection Sunday message. You know, a pastor was telling some little kids about the resurrection when a little boy raised his hand and asked, what was the first thing Jesus said after he came out of the grave? The pastor replied, to be real honest, I'm not sure. A little girl raised her hand and said, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> when the pastor asked her what Jesus said, she stood up, threw her hands in the air and yelled, Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> you know, in a very real sense, she's basically right. As we read Luke 24, we see the disciples were sitting around talking to the men who had just seen Jesus. All of a sudden, Jesus appears before their eyes. Ta-da! right? He appears out of the nowhere and says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. At first they were startled and afraid. And who wouldn't be, right? But can you imagine how they must have felt once they realized it was true? Hey, that's Jesus. It's really him. He's alive. Did you hear me, friend? He's alive. It's the most wonderful event in all of history. But what does it mean to us? How does it affect our lives right now in 2017? One man said, You know, Dewey, I don't see any really reason to go to church every Easter. It's always the same thing. It's always the same preaching. Well, today, my friends, you may hear some of the things you've heard every Easter Resurrection Sunday but I hope it never gets old to you. I can assure you that it never gets old to me. In fact, Almighty God came to earth in the form of the man Jesus. He was brutally beaten and tortured. He was treated worse than most of us would treat the worst criminal in the world. He was nailed to a rugged old cross. He died for all men so that there could be forgiveness for our sin. He rose again on the third day to prove everything he had claimed. He lives today with arms extended to every man, woman, and child, saying, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. I'm here to tell you that I received that rest from Jesus. You know, hearing these facts never gets old with me. In fact, I need to hear them more often. I need to be reminded that I am loved that much. Because I'm a normal human being just like you, with troubles and trials and temptations. Satan tries to get me tripped up just like he tries to get you tripped up, my friend. 
The resurrection story never gets old with me. I love it. I need it. I'm counting on it. Let's consider the events of the resurrection. In verse 1, it was a tradition for mourners to bring extra spices to the burial site the following day after a burial. But in this case, the burial took place on Friday evening before 6, which meant that Saturday would have been the Sabbath. Jewish law mandated that a person could not work on the Sabbath and carrying spices to a grave would have been considered work. Therefore, the women had to wait until after 6 p.m. on Saturday evening. Matthew and Mark recorded as early dawn when they arrived. Was that a coincidence? No. It was just as God had planned and just as Jesus had been proclaiming. What do you suppose the woman, the women expected to see when they got to the tomb? According to Mark's gospel, the only thing they were thinking about was how they would get the stone rolled away so they could get in to anoint Jesus' body. But God had that problem covered as well. In verse 2, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Verse 2, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Now we're told that they went inside and did not find the body of Jesus and they began wondering about it. I would think so. If I went to the grave of a loved one and it was open and there was no body, I would wonder also. In addition to the fear and wonderment they already had, suddenly two men, angels, angels, are standing there. The women couldn't even stand to look at them because their clothes were so bright. It would have been like a bad dream where you were so afraid that you hid your face under your pillow and pulled the blankets up over your head. There are just certain things you don't expect to see when you go to a gravesite. And on this particular Sunday, the women are witnessing the unexpected. Then the two angels speak. And they I'll just give it to you in modern slang. Hey, girlfriends, what you looking for? They said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen just like he told you he would. He has risen just like he told you would. The women said, huh? Angels said, you ought to know you can't keep a God-man down. You ought to know you can't keep a God-man down. Don't you remember what he told you while he was still with you? Verses 6 and 7. The women, oh yeah, we forgot. You know, there are a lot of amazing things about the events that took place from Friday through Sunday. But one of the most amazing things is that Jesus told every, everyone ahead of time, ahead of time, that these events would happen. Jesus told people the grave would be empty on the third day. Jesus told people he would be alive on the third day. You know, in one sense, the angels are really asking the women, why didn't you believe what he told you? Why are you here? Why are you looking for him here? He's not here. He's risen, just as he said he would. The resurrection of Jesus proves that he is true to his word. Now, my friends, if we can trust him to be true to his word about overcoming death, we can certainly trust him to be true to his word about everything else. People are often heard saying, where is God when I need him? Where is God when my cancer returns? Where is God when my back hurts so bad that I can't even stand up straight? 
Where is God when the pain is so bad that I don't think I'm going to go on? Where is God when my fiancé decides to leave and go marry someone else? Where is God when my wife leaves me and marries someone else through divorce? Where was God when I lost my job? Where is God when I don't have any money? Where is God when I don't have a job? Where is God when my friends have cancer? Where was God when my loved one was suffering? The truth is, He's always with us. He never promised us a pain-free life. There's not a pill you can take for a pain-free life. He never promised us a pain-free life. We forget that. But 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. He never promised us a life without trouble, but Matthew 28.20 says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. He never promised us 100% happiness, but Psalms 34.18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He never promised that we would be financially comfortable, always having the perfect job. But Psalms 111.5 says, He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever and ever. And I love this, the book of Nahum. Have you read that? The book of Nahum tells us, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust Him. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust Him. After the women at the tomb were reminded about what Jesus had previously told them, they got excited and went to tell others. Are you telling others about Jesus? Are you? Matthew's Gospel says they hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Mark's Gospel says they fled from the tomb. John's Gospel just mentions Mary Magdalene running from the tomb to tell Peter and the other disciples. No matter which Gospel account you read, you can see the sense of urgency in telling others that He is risen. And my friends, that urgency exists today. That urgency exists today. We must tell others that He is risen. When something exciting happens in our lives, there's not a human being alive who keeps us completely quiet. And most of us blab so much, I do, I know, that people get tired of hearing about it, but we must not get tired. Nothing that happens in your life is as important as the, as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Because His resurrection means that you can see heaven when you die. Not only can you see it, you can experience it for eternity. Let's consider the meaning of the resurrection. If Christ were still in the tomb, we would be the most ignorant people in the world to sit here every week and sing about a dead man. Preach about a dead man? Pray to a dead man? Take communion to remember a dead man? The fact is, many skeptics have tried to find his body. Many scientific skeptics have tried to prove it didn't happen. And many of them have ended being convinced that it did. See the movie Case, The Case for Christ. The resurrection proves that Jesus was not a liar or a lunatic. He did what he said he would do. And since that is true, we can have confidence that he will do everything else he promised. 
which includes coming again for his church, his people. On many occasions, Jesus spoke of a glorious place called heaven, and on many occasions, he spoke of a horrible place called hell. You can rest assured that he wasn't joking about those places. They exist, each one having its own purpose. But the person who accepts Jesus Christ as Lord does not have to fear hell. The person who accepts Jesus Christ as Lord does not have to fear hell. Jesus said, If you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. 1 John 2.23 No one who denies the Son has the Father. In other words, you can't reject Christ and His church and expect God to welcome you into heaven on the day of your death. I plead with you. Don't ignore Christ. And don't ignore His church. The body... The Bible tells us the church is the body of Christ. You can't claim the head and reject the body. You can't claim the head and reject the body. Let's consider the encouragement of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, we can believe everything Jesus said. It didn't take long for the women to recall the words of Jesus once the angels reminded them. They remembered that Jesus had said he would rise again. Now they know it's true. Some of you are just like these women. Once you heard the words of Jesus, you connected very quickly. It didn't take long for you to realize that He is real and that His word is true and He's alive. We have new Christians listening to this today who connected very quickly and came to trust Him as Lord and Savior. But some people are more like the disciples who really didn't believe it at first. Verse 11, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Not everyone who hears the good news about Jesus will believe at first. Not everyone who hears the good news about Jesus will believe it at first. And that's okay, as long as they eventually come to trust him while they are still on earth. And that is our job as Christians is to keep delivering the message of Jesus Christ so that they eventually will come to trust him while they are still on earth. Some people are more like Peter. Remember him? He was one of the disciples who was very close to Jesus while he lived on this earth. Peter is the one who denied Jesus three times when he was approached and accused of being one of Jesus' disciples. Look at, look at what Peter does. When the women tell the disciples that Jesus is alive, verse 12, read it. Peter had an inquiring mind. He wanted to check it out. Some of you are just like Peter. You want to know more before you make a decision about whether he's really alive. That's okay. Just don't be fooled into thinking you have all the time in the world. Every day is a gift. None of us know how long we have to live. Some people live like they're going to live forever on this earth. None of us know how long we have to live here on earth. And while you're still alive, you have time to learn more. And learning more is exciting. Let me tell you something I've learned from experience. You won't learn more about him by lying in bed or sitting in a boat on Sunday morning. Okay? You won't learn more about Jesus by lying in bed or sitting in a boat or in a ballpark on Sunday morning, or on the golf course. Join the body of Christ. 
join a local church. We come here every week at this church to learn together and praise Him for what He's done. We're not against people enjoying time at the lake or at the golf course or the ballpark or taking a day off, but we know that worship and Bible study in a group setting is much more conducive to learning about God than trying to do it on your own. God didn't create the church so we could be called the Lone Rangers, no. We need each other, the body of Christ, for strength and encouragement. He's alive! I know it, and so do most of you who are listening to this message today. If you were here during our previous times, you've heard people share about their stories, about how Jesus has affected their lives He does amazing things with people who trust Him. The resurrection of Jesus Christ encourages believers to keep on believing. It encourages those seeking the truth to keep on seeking. Matthew 6.33 Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew 6.33 Seek first His kingdom, not the golf course, and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. He's alive. Happy Resurrection Sunday. I'm Pastor Dewey Modi of For God's Glory Alone Ministries, based in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at fggam.org. fggam.org. May God bless you and yours forever and ever.